Attention freelancers and solopreneurs. Freelancers and solopreneurs. You are tuning into the Remote CEO, a show that will help you scale your business, become the authority in your market, grow into a better leader, and create your remote empire. And now, your host, acclaimed business coach and entrepreneur, Deniero B. What's going on, CEOs? This is Deniero B, and you are listening to the Saturday interview episode of the Remote CEO Show. I always make sure to have the most interesting guests and ask them practical and actionable questions so that you can take that knowledge and scale your business with it. So if you do enjoy this podcast, I would love for you to leave a review on your podcast app. It only takes a couple of minutes and it will make a big difference. Now, don't forget that we do release the five-minute episodes every single day at around 6 a.m. Eastern time. So subscribe to the show and you will get bite-sized actionable content delivered for free to your device. Also, share this podcast with other fellow entrepreneurs, freelancers, and solopreneurs. You're on the rise, so it only makes sense that you share this journey with like-minded people. And don't forget that the more you talk about these topics with other people, the more you will understand them and make them part of your everyday life. And now, let's get started. What is going on, CEOs? Daniel will be here with another episode of the Remote CEO Show. Today, I am here with Rich Rodzinski. Rich is the founder and CEO of Tragic Media, a digital technology agency that focuses on creating intuitive software experiences for businesses of all sizes. During his career, Rich has worked on projects for companies like GM, Lego, Pixar, and more. So today we will be talking about startups, how to scale your tech business, new technologies, and much more. Rich, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great, De Niro. Thanks for having me on. No worries at all. Actually, again, thank you for being here today, Rich. So before we get into the questions, I always like to ask my, um, my guests, uh, what, make you, what made you become an entrepreneur, really? And what were you doing before becoming an entrepreneur? Yeah, totally. So uh, I was actually, uh, prior to starting my company, I was uh, working at a, a very, uh, you know, growing, a nice growing digital agency down here in San Diego, uh, you know, worked on some really top accounts, uh, you know, coding um, different web uh, and application projects. Um, it was around uh, end of 2008, beginning of 2009. Um, it was, you know, the end of the recession there. Things were starting to still kind of pick up in the economy. Um, I was looking I'd reached some stagnation at my current position and was looking for, you know, something new to challenge me and just wasn't finding any opportunities in the market. Um, at that same time, I had started consulting on the side and my consulting business just started really taking off. Uh, I really saw a need for the type of services uh, that I provided for other agencies and uh, growing businesses. Um, so I just kind of started out as a solopreneur, just kind of, you know, doing my own craft and, and building that. And soon that started accelerating quickly. And then I started hiring people and then here we are today. <laughs> that's super cool, man. Honestly, that's definitely a roller coaster, like all entrepreneurial journeys. Um, listen, I wanted to ask you a question about the very beginning of tragic media. I was looking at your history about, um, you know, white label services. Um, yeah. are you, uh, can you just expand about that um, on that a bit and, and really explain to my listeners what that is all about and what you were doing? Totally. Uh, as part of my early consulting, um, 
I found a need uh, for helping other agencies with their really uh, complex technology projects. So a lot of digital agencies are focused around marketing or design or SEO um, and not necessarily um, really uh, good at really um, technical projects, um, executing those, scoping those, everything like that. Um, so, you know, they can do fine with a small little WordPress site or something, but, you know, the minute it became a, you know, a web game, uh, now application, something more complex, uh, they quickly got over their head. Um, they were, you know, a lot of them had problems outsourcing with other contractors or trying to use overseas um, uh, consultants and uh, just had a hard time kind of juggling that. Um, so I came in and I would uh, help to scope uh, their projects, execute their projects under the brand. So white label means that I'm working under another brand. Um, so we would be doing work for another agency, pretending like we were part of that agency to help them to expand their team uh, and fill out their resources. Um, and that's still something that we do today. We still help uh, digital agencies with their complex projects. We have uh, several different partners, uh, branding partners, some IT partners, some other people that are really good at other areas of digital services, but not so much on the um, some of the design or, or more complex web stuff. And so we help them to execute their projects for their clients. That's very interesting. And, you know, I, um, I have a digital marketing agency. I do specialize yeah. in Facebook and Google ads for, for uh, e-commerce websites. And I, um, I heard a lot of people, like even with my coaching, I coach a lot of entrepreneurs and solopreneurs, really. There is this misconception that in order for you to, to offer a service, you need to have someone in-house, either full-time or maybe part-time at, at, at the very least, doing work for you but that right. is absolutely not true right so right. it's very it's great that you're bringing this up right now so i uh, i was wondering now like you're also doing other types of projects though so you did get right. out a bit a bit of out of white labeling um mm -hmm. what are you currently focused on and uh yeah like what's your current uh core service that you offer yeah so uh, a couple of years ago we really invested in our own brand um, building our own marketing and sales team so that we could reach out directly with clients and help them with, uh, you know, their projects. Uh, so a lot of or most of our work now is working with uh, mostly like medium sized companies that are growing that don't have technical teams or um, their technical teams are just very overwhelmed with internal projects. Um, and we also help out entrepreneurs and startups that are trying to create a new business, create a new idea. Um, a lot of those are non-technical founders or they're technical founders that aren't ready to build their entire team out yet. Um, but they want a trusted, um, you know, uh, company that will come and help consult, help scope out, help build this project for them. Uh, so really providing, you know, a large uh, development muscle um, to help, you know, execute a project quickly. Um, and then one of the big, biggest differences that I think that we have than a lot of other software or, uh, you know, technology agencies is that um, we focus on long-term support for our clients. Uh, so mm -hmm. many of our clients work with us for, you know, four, five, six years. Um, and we just help them as they navigate all the different changes of their business, whether it's setting up an e-commerce website, um, doing, you know, uh, retail, in-store, uh, offline kind of integration points. Uh, we're starting mm. to do a lot of things with IoT, uh, cloud hosting, um, you know, e-commerce websites. You know, we kind of do the full gamut of, of digital. Um, and anything that we don't do, we have trusted partners that we can bring in to consult or somebody that we can definitely refer you to. So. If anybody's in need of any, you know, technical help with the project or help trying to figure out, a, you know, the right solution for their business, then go to gotragic.media and, and get in touch with us and we can definitely help them. Uh, and if we can't help them, I definitely will have somebody refer you to. Super, super, super cool. Listen, I wanted to really talk about something that you mentioned, which I think it's absolutely important for our listeners at home to understand, which is 
brand building. So how crucial was building the brand in order for you to actually start, you know, getting, getting that traction in the market yeah. and charging the price that you're worth and not having to, you know, undercut your, your expertise. How important mm. is brand building? Uh, I mean, building your brand is, is essential to any business. You know, anybody can get started getting the logo, kind of getting things rolling. But at some certain point of your growth, you really need to invest in that brand. You need to figure out, you know, what's your brand voice? What's your tone? How do you interact with your customers? Who are your customers? What type of services or products are they looking for? Um, and part of that all goes into building your brand. It's not, it's more than just a logo. Um, and that's definitely important. I mean, before we had, we had just a logo and a very simple splash page that was just like, get in contact with us. Um, and while we did help, you know, some companies during that time, uh, we definitely didn't have the command that we have today. Um, you know, if you go look at our brand on, on LinkedIn or on our website or anything like that, you can tell that we're experts at what we do um, because we've invested a lot of time telling that story to people, invested in our website, in our presence, in uh, the materials that we're putting out so that um, potential uh, leads and, and people that are looking for our services can look at our presence online and tell okay, these people are authorities in their, in their field. They know what they're talking about. I can trust them. I should contact them for a project. And all of that comes from, you know, these small trust points and these small pieces of authentication that people um, have during their sales process. And uh, a very important part is having a really strong brand that has multiple touch points that hits those users so that they're seeing you on the web, they're seeing you on Google search, they're seeing you on social media. So they, you know, have all these repeated touch points that then bring up this trust that, okay, I should contact these people for this product or service. Absolutely. And you guys have been, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys have been in business for more than a decade right now. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. We're running our, almost to 12 years. Yeah, totally. 12 years in business. And that's absolutely phenomenal, especially for in, in this type of niche where yeah, yeah. the majority, the, uh, the overwhelming majority of businesses have been around for like four to five to seven years, yep. but 11 years is actually like a lifetime really in this, in this industry. <laughs> um, <laughs> listen, um, how important is niching down? Because because like I'm trying to understand, like uh, every business really has, you know, their their niches. Like, do you guys have a niche? Do you do you find that that was like a, an important thing to do uh, to grow faster and to get more traction? That's actually been uh, one of our kind of harder struggles. Is we don't particularly have a niche, at least like uh, not like an industry niche or a very specific product or service that we're offering. We're general technologists. We have a lot of experience with a lot of different systems. Everybody that I hire is, you know, senior level uh, developers or designers. Um, so we can really come to any project and execute that. Um, but that's definitely slowed our growth cycle. I, I've seen a lot of other companies that are very, very focused on one particular thing. You know, they're a Shopify agency, they're a WordPress agency. They just execute this one service, this one framework for their clients. Um, it's easier to package. It's easier to digest it's easier to sell. So they're definitely gonna scale faster than us. Um, but the reason that we do uh, have approached our growth the way that we have is because there's a lot of businesses that need more general technology help. Um, mm -hmm. you know, some of our larger companies, they have a WordPress site, they have a Shopify site, they have custom applications, they have cloud hosting, and they want a company that can just handle all of that for them. And so we can come in and, and execute that. I think it's great. Honestly, I asked not because I am, you know, I'm a big believer that niching down does help, but at the oh. same time, there are certain, there are certain types of business models. Like you said, if I have a business and I need Shopify and WordPress, I can't just work with a business that only offers Shopify help 100%. because 
hey, like it's only 50% of what I need. So that makes total sense. And I am saying this because at home, I already know I got some solopreneurs and freelancers are freaking out because they're like, I don't have a niche yet. I don't even need, I don't have a niche yet. And I'm like, hey, the very beginning, like try as many things as possible. Yeah, if yeah. You need to see what works and then, and then go from there. I mean, like if you still can help several different people and you have a team that allows you to do that, that's totally fine as well. Yeah, you know, what, what I always uh, say is, um, you know, like on your website, you want to promote the services that you're trying to sell that you want to get. But when leads mm. come in, you can, I mean, take anything, any work that's coming, as long as you're confident that you and your team can execute it successfully. There's no reason to turn it down just because it doesn't fit in your little, you know, box of, of services necessarily, um, because that also will give you insight into how trends are changing, what companies are looking for. Because, you know, if you're too stuck in your niche, you might not, you might miss overall trends that are happening and changes in the industry. And then all of a sudden you're going to find uh, that you just have no customers anymore. Um, you really need to be uh, ready to pivot and always being aware of what's changing in your industry or in your vertical. Absolutely, 100%. That's actually very, very smart. You just said something that made me think, you know, before Shopify, I'm sure that there's a ton of other people that were working on, on all sorts of other platforms. And then if they were only focused on those other platforms, yeah. they would have missed the Absolutely. entire wave of Shopify. Yeah. Um, listen, Rich, I wanted to talk about COVID-19 and how it's been changing businesses. And, you know, like you're a technology company. So what are the new technologies that you are either implementing right now with your business and your clients? Or what do you foresee happening in the next few months or a couple of years? Yeah, I mean, there obviously this uh, you know pandemic has shifted everybody's business, how everybody interacts with their customers, how everybody sells and their services and products. Um, so on the one hand, we've been helping all of our clients to navigate that. Um, you know, whether it's just putting up some simple messaging on their websites, uh, adding new functionality for them to be able to deliver digital content where before they were all you know maybe in-person content, um, mm -hmm. and uh, you know setting up new e-commerce stores for for businesses and stuff. Uh, we've also been working with some uh, great new startups that are trying to help with the safety of COVID, doing some Internet of Things uh, hardware devices to help uh, you know increase sanitation and safety within the workforce. Um, so you know there's a lot of things changing. I think are anybody that isn't going full remote at their business, uh, when they go back to their office, you know, the office itself is gonna change very drastically just in the way that you interact um, with other people in your job, uh, as well as the safety uh, precautions that are put in place there. 100%, and you know, the more you talk, Rich, the more it makes me think about the opportunities that are lying ahead of us um, in all these new types of either technologies or even markets that are getting created from scratch. Yeah, like. Absolutely. Um, and it's just insane to think about that, uh, you know, the media is always there telling you that there's, you know, like it's all this doom and gloom happening all the time, which I mean, it's super sad. Don't get me wrong. But uh, from an entrepreneurial perspective, I always tell uh, the CEOs at home, listen to the podcast guys, like make sure not to get too caught up in, in all these news, because if you do that, you're going to be missing out on great opportunities to really like leverage, to grow your business at the end of the day. Absolutely. Um, um, with this, I mean, with uh, any yeah. big social change that comes like this or any, you know, forced change, there's tons of new opportunity. Like you said, you know, new services, new needs that are popping up. Um, also, you know, during any kind of recession or downtime, um, that is actually a great time for consultants because most businesses aren't hiring full-time staff, but they're still looking to service mm -hmm. their needs. Uh, that's how I started my business was consulting during the last recession 
uh, because businesses still needed help with all their digital, but they weren't feeling comfortable hiring full-time employees yet because they needed to get their kind of sales pipes, you know, built back out yet. So any solopreneurs, entrepreneurs out there, you know, this is really a great time to double down on your idea, on your consulting business and really get out there to help businesses. A hundred percent. There you go. That's the one golden nugget. If you have to take anything from this yeah. conversation, get your name out there right now, listeners, so that you can actually scale your business right now. You're going to remember, look back at 2020 and yes, you're going to think it was a crazy year, but it was definitely your, your great opportunity to scale your business. 100%. Um, Rich, let's talk about, um, a few actionable tips that we can give uh, to a hungry entrepreneur that is in the midst of scaling her business. She's like trying hard, but she's a bit scattered right now. Or he or she, and like she, like they don't really understand what to do next. What should people focus on when they're scaling their business? Um, you know, one of the great pieces of advice that was given to me is uh, just to take action on any idea and get something out there as quickly as possible and try not to get uh, too caught up in, in the like making it perfect. Uh, you know, that idea of like a perfect launch is uh, definitely something of the past. It's all about, you know, getting your idea out there and iterating and growing it as quickly as you can based on your customer feedback. Um, you know, there's a lot of great tools out there nowadays, you know, whether they're, you know, Wix type platforms or Shopify's the things, you know, help you get up and get going fast so that you don't, you can kind of get that ball rolling. And then once that ball is rolling, then you want to go and find an expert consultant like myself, like you, you know, to help on, on the ads end or on the technology end to kind of help you get that next level. Um, but I think, you know, now more so than ever before, there's so many great tools available for entrepreneurs to get that ball rolling that you can get that ball rolling by yourself. And then once you get too overwhelmed, the business starts to go, that's the time that you want to reach out to consultants and reach out to other experts to help you kind of um, solidify your business, you know, tighten things up so that then you can start to hire staff in-house um, and feel confident that, you know, your business is running successfully. For sure. And I want to ask you a follow-up question to this because a lot of the people that are at home may already have uh, either a product that you're, they're selling or a service that they're offering to maybe like five to six uh, clients. And again, you're still at that small stage, but when do you think it's a good idea to, to hire your first few staff members? Do you hire two or three at a time? Do you just dip your toe in water and you hire part-time first? Or at least what was your experience when you were scaling your business? Uh, I think there's a lot of different models, you know, for that. One of the things that, you know, we definitely help uh, companies with is help with that, uh, you know, their technology to, to build out their team so that when they do start making hires, they have a big enough team to help support that so they don't have to be overwhelmed with trying to hire like an entire engineering staff all at once. Um, but, you know, I think it, it definitely, you know, depends on what your industry is and what your comfort level is, you know, how much risk you're, you're uh, willing to take, what your um, forecast for your business growth is. Um, you know, for me, I actually hired like two people right off the bat. Uh, mm -hmm. I went my own consulting, which was quickly grew out of control and was like way too overwhelming. And I hired like two developers back to back to help fill that need as I was scaling. Um, you know, there's definitely been a lot of roller coaster ups and downs over the years, but, um, you know, uh, investing in that in-house staff and, uh, you know, growing them uh, has definitely been a great experience and helped us to provide, you know, better services uh, than working with, you know, other contractors or other uh, consultants that are helping to, you know, fill out, uh, you know, our uh, experience. So now we have, you know, uh, there's 12 of us on staff and we have a full team uh, with lots of expertise in that, but getting there has definitely been 
uh, a challenge. And with that, you know, we've uh, both hired in-house, brought on consultants. You know, you really have to be very flexible with your model in, in order to make sure you can service your clients as you grow. A hundred percent. And another question that I wanted to ask about scaling that a lot of people ask me all the time, and I know that I totally understand it's going to be different for everyone, but in your opinion, what are the pros and cons of hiring uh, someone on a contract basis, like a freelancer or a consultant? And what are the pros and cons of hiring someone in-house part-time or full-time? Um, I mean, when you're hiring uh, a consultant, you know, you just have less control over the engagement. They're going to work when they work, uh, you know, how they work. They're going to have more, uh, you know, control over that. Um, but they're going to probably bring you more experience and expertise. Most of the time they're, you know, if they're not a solopreneur, they're a business and they have other people that can bring uh, expertise to the table or as a consultant, you know, they definitely um, have a lot of different businesses that they work with and have a lot of different, a wider, wider range of experience necessarily than like one individual employee. Um, when you're hiring an employee, you can really kind of mold them to your brand, to your skills, to, you know, what you need for your business. Uh, it's a better, um, you know, they're going to work when you need them to work, how you need them to work. Uh, they're going to take your direction, uh, you know, more directly because they're your employee versus trying to run their own business or consulting service. Um, I think there's a lot of pros and cons to each. I think it depends on exactly what the hire is. You know, are we talking about an HR person or are we talking about, you know, a core person to like, you know, your business, like a, a developer or a marketing person, you know, or whatever else it might be. Um, and then it also depends on where you are at your, with your growth in terms of how, um, how much that's going to pay off because there's a lot of other things that come along with hiring a, a employee. There's a lot of compliance. There's a lot of, uh, you know, benefits, paid time off, a lot of other things that become kind of packaged in that deal that you have to be, mm -hmm. make sure that you're ready for, make sure that you have a solution for your benefits, a solution for your payroll. Um, these things can be kind of a big step up for some consultants as they're growing. Um, so, you know, just making sure that your forecasting of your business is, you know, to the level that you're ready to hire those people is really important. A hundred percent. Rich, let's talk about future projects. What are you guys working on uh, with your business and uh, by yourself even? Yeah, we got a lot of exciting stuff. You know, things are definitely ramping up towards the end of the year here. Uh, you know, we're helping out uh, a couple new startups with some new uh, uh, software ideas. Uh, we have like uh, some great like web mobile uh, applications that we're building out. Um, we have some uh, really cool IoT products that we're uh, working on building some software solutions for. Uh, always helping our clients to, you know, save with their cloud hosting and scale up, uh, you know, with their services, especially, you know, as we get to the... Um, well, I don't know uh, how big, uh, you know, uh, sales are going to be in our holiday season this year, but, you know, definitely helping our, our clients to figure out, you know, how to best navigate those holiday seasons and how to get ready for, you know, the ramp up there. Perfect. Super, super cool. Listen, man, thank you again so much for being on the show today. And I know my listeners will want to, again, know more about what you do, uh, what your company does. So where can people find you guys online? Yeah, uh, go to gotragic.media. Um, you can check out, you know, more about the company history, our different work uh, experience and different brands that we worked with. Uh, if you're on LinkedIn, you know, please follow Tragic Media. Uh, connect with me, Rich Rudzinski. You can look Tragic Rich and you can definitely find me. Um, or, you know, follow me on Instagram or any other social. Uh, I'd love to, you know, connect with people. Any entrepreneurs that are, you know, looking to start a business, please reach out. I'd be happy to consult and just offer some free advice for you. Um, and obviously any business looking for help with, you know, web, e-commerce, uh, you know, hosting, anything along those gamuts, you know, definitely reach out and, and uh, we can tell you more about uh, our services and offerings. 
Perfect, man. Thank you a lot. And I'm looking forward to having you back on the show in the future. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was a great time. And this is it for today, CEOs. Thanks for staying with us until the end. Can I ask you a big favor? Can you please leave a review? I know the podcast app is not super straightforward. So if you don't know how to leave a review, just DM me on Instagram at B. D-E-N-I-E-R-O-B and I will send you the direct link to the review section and to show you my appreciation, I will answer any business question you ask me during that conversation. So thank you again and I will talk to you again soon.